Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yo, 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 it's Rad Time! It's Rad Time! It's Rad Time! Yes, welcome back to Rad, episode number three. This is your pal Jesse on the mic, introducing you to another exciting Rad episode of Pop Culture Goodness, where we just talk about nothing in specific, but just pure Rad fun, okay? So we talk about the comic books we love, the music we love, the movies we love, etc., etc., you get the idea, man. So it's a real pop culture heaven of sorts for Jake and myself. So if you like what you hear, please do subscribe. It helps. It does. It really does. And it takes very little to no effort. All you got to do is hit the button that says subscribe and you are in our world where we share nothing but radness with you. A uh, lot coming up. This episode's a good one. We talk about one of our favorite 80s cult movies, The Monster Squad. We also talk about Superman and Lois, that great new TV series that's kicking around. We talk about the highs and lows in our opinion of that show. Uh, We also talk about comic books that we're both reading um, and just general rad goodness. So stick around. It's going to be fun. It's going to be rad. Enjoy this episode three of Rad with... Writer Jake Reedy and myself, Jesse Drackman. Stay rad. So much, man. We're here. We're we are. We are. We this here. We are, we are here, and we are rad. It has been a fucking week, man. I don't mind telling Hasn't you. It? it has been no. a fucking week. But it's all Hasn't good. It? We're here, and we're, right? we're doing rad things, and rad yeah, things are always good. Rad things are great. Episode number three. That's a that's a rad feat in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, believe, I can't believe we're three in already. Like, wow. Yeah, dude. Where does the time go? It seems like only yesterday. I know it, it. It really does. It feels like yesterday, and it just goes like warp speed, man. It's crazy. Oh, big time. Hey, let me ask you: Are you are you Trekkie or Star Wars? Um. Okay. In my heart of hearts, I'm Star go Wars. But I yeah. do love Trek. I, do, I look. I, I've got. I, I I really like, and this is going to get me like shot in public by Trekkies None. if if it. I admit it. But you know, it's been a good run. It had to close out somewhere, and you know, if I get phased to death, so be it. But yep. I really love the JJ Abrams Trek. Sick, yeah, same like, dude. It's rad. Dude, that was the one that really made me fall in love with Trek because I, I used to watch like a little bit of Next Generation and stuff like that. And, yeah. um, like I ended up getting like next gen and, and the original series on, on Blu-ray and stuff to just round out my collection. But I fucking really love the JJ mm. Abrams one. I mean, uh, young captain, it's Kirk, the bomb, right? Dude, young captain Kirk stealing a car to sabotage by the beastie boys. Fucking. Yeah. You've got my heart. You've got my fucking know, heart right? with that shit. And, and like, <laughs> he's just. I don't know, man. Charismatic. He has all those William Shatner qualities about him, you know. Yeah. And right down to waking up with green girls, you know. It's great. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, I mean, like I thought uh, Zachary Quinto was great as Spock. Um, awesome. Like, yeah, you know, you got Carl uh, Urban as Bones. He was fucking rad. Like, wasn't um, he just? You know, Eric was great as the bad guy, and then you yeah. got fucking. Um, Benedict Cucumber Snatch is fucking. <laughs> Cucumber Snatch. <laughs> that's what we call him. 
it's yeah, like, I, I, I dig that. That's cool. It's like burnt dick cucumber snatch, whatever. But he yeah, was fucking great as Khan. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, I think he was. He was Khan. I know. I, there's like all these theories that maybe he wasn't Khan, but maybe he was Khan. It's a fuck it. He was look, Khan. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> look, I, I, I kind of dig the interpretation of his version of Khan, but for me, I'll always appreciate OG Khan. Any oh, day. OG Khan was the fucking bomb man with that leather yeah. skin tan and the big Dude. old fucking '80s Tina Turner hair. Like, yeah, man, and that voice, you know, yeah. it's. Uh, but you know what yeah. I really fucking loved, man? I thought it was so cool. And I know all the Trek purists are like, fucking, oh, no, they fucked it, man. No, no, let's, let's put our lives that, on the line here. Dude, well, yeah, like, you know, come at me, Trekkies. Yeah. I love that they flipped, like, Spock and Kirk's death from the original to, like, you know, in the original it was Spock that died and, yeah. you know, Kirk went fucking batshit. Yeah, and yeah. I love that in the new one it was Kirk that died and Spock lost his shit. I thought that was so cool. Like, yeah, that was seeing cool. Spock like really just fucking go all out emotional and just want to fuck Khan's shit up. Was it was kind awesome. of an interesting twist, wasn't it? Because I mean, you know, we're we're led to see that Spock is this kind of relatively emotionless character. Yeah, and yet he, Abrams just takes the dive and goes, "Nah, nah, we're gonna give him up." Yeah, I, I love that so he it was gave. Cool. Yeah, man, I love, like, as a character thing, I love that he gave Spock a breaking point that, like, you know, mm. there is a point where this dude will, like, give into his human side and be really fucking emotional. And it feels like yeah. the way Abrams did it, it's like, because he holds all those emotions in, like, when he does let him out, it's pretty fucking volcanic. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there for that, man. I am so there for that. Fuck yeah. That, that, that um, yeah, that interest. That answers that interesting question. Hey, um, a, a fun fact. I uh, once upon a time went to a Star Trek convention and lived to tell the tale. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, right. So anyway, um, I won't bore you to death with the graphic details. Even though I got to see the uh, a mock uh, version of the Enterprise deck, which is pretty neat. If, this, but, if um, this story ends with, and then I banged a green chick, I'm going to be so proud of you. Okay. <laughs> It's time. I, I really want to go there. I really <laughs> how do. how honest do we want to be on this? Podcast? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is the okay, question. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the the, <laughs> the interesting part of this tale, because I, I like that twist. That's good. You know what? I think I think somewhere deep down at the end of that twenty four hour period, there was that moment. So yeah, we'll ride with that. Nice. But, nice. And yeah. if it didn't happen, we'll just pretend it did. Yeah, dude. Let's do it. There was a green and a, it was between a green and a blue, man. So, you know, go figure. But, um, it's like yeah. M&Ms. <laughs> I know, right? So, anyway, um, this interesting tale happens where these dudes are, I, I hear this commotion of sorts, and there's these dudes huddled around this uh, computer terminal where you do Star Trek trivia. Yeah. These two Trekkies and bystanders were arguing over the power source. Of a Klingon phase gun. Fuck I me! It's not. literally the opening of Galaxy Quest. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I and I was watching it live in person. I I gave myself five ten minutes of a viewing of this um, fascinating moment in life, <laughs> and I walked away. Well, it's not something feeling, you're going to see every day. No, it? and I felt better about myself as a human being <laughs> afterwards. I was like, you know what? I'm into some nerdy shit, but damn you know i'm i'm doing pretty good so yeah 
Yeah. 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 It's like, it's um, like every, every moment you think that you're like a freak or there's something really, really wrong with you. You know, oh. it's those golden moments in life where someone comes along and you go, I'm not that fucking bad. Like, exactly. It could be exactly. worse. Exactly. Like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm doing okay. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like when you go into a comic shop yeah. and I, I, I won't specify the exact details, but you go into a comic shop and you feel this guilt surge within you about spending $20 or $30, whatever. And you just watch some guy casually walk up to the counter and spend five, $600. <laughs> I'm that guy. And, and I, okay. But, but dude, the, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not going to judge okay. you, man. But, to be fair, but, that's a monthly thing, but you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But like watching the dude's face and the guy behind the counter's face, just casually like this total <clears throat> fucking just cool, calm poker face moment. And the guy just walks away and I just can't help but watch his face. I'm thinking you've just spent five, six hundred dollars on comics, which kudos to you, brother, like more power Dude. to you, but. Wow. I mean, you know what? There, I feel like you know. There's some, there are some awesome, really cool, well-adjusted people. Like I have oh, loads of friends that are massive comic nerds, like I am, and they're fucking awesome and rad and everything. Yeah. But there are also some people that are really kind of scary. Like a million years ago in the '90s, which I feel like is going to be Back. like this is going to be like my story time for the podcast like this I, I like we this. need an I intro like, story like jake's story time okay like, are you ready for this go in the 90s. no no let me let me give <laughs> like, let me give you an intro it's now time for a story time with jake reedy that's perfect that's that's perfect. You, it's, it's, yeah thank you it's like you, charlie jake. murphy's true hollywood stories <laughs> yeah but like a million years ago like, i had a <laughs> and Sorry, I had a friend I'm... who had a comic shop. Um, yeah. I, I was living in a small town, Toowoomba, in Queensland. And my friend. Yes, you're in Toowoomba, so, cow tipping. Yeah, <laughs> yes, as, as you do, as you do. No, look, yeah. it's not an old cow. Like, you know, there's a goat stuck in a fence or something. But she mm-hmm. would get some of the strangest fucking people at her comic shop. Like my friend Jude had this comic shop. She would get like this dude that I swear to God, man, he would come in every week with a list of the shipping schedule for stuff. And he'd oh, be wow. like, he would like almost get up in her face and be like, why isn't Action Comics in this week? It was scheduled to be in this week. And <laughs> Like he, he, dude, he seriously like, oh well, you know, Man of Steel was scheduled to be in, Action Comics was scheduled to be in, and and why aren't they in? They they're supposed to be out this week. Like I think he was like, I don't know, like just he wasn't, you know, there wasn't anything actually wrong with him. He was just insane. Yeah, right. and it, you know, you, you you're like my friend, like Jude's like looking at me or looking at Scott or or Dan or one of the other dudes, and it's just like you feel like saying to this guy. The fucking printing press isn't out the back, dude. Like, the <laughs> magical you, yes, it com- is. It's like the magical comics have to travel here from the Americas on a boat yes. or perhaps a plane and, and go through all these customs. amazing twists and turns to show mm. up on the shelf. Like, uh, yeah, like, oh, dude, the funniest one was she had this guy who was like, he was a crackhead, man. There's yeah. no getting around it. This dude was a crackhead. And, um, he came in 
and he wanted to buy Spawn, and he's like, but he came in and he said, "Do you have any sperm comments?" <laughs> And yeah. yeah, it just became a fucking running joke for years. It's just like, yeah. oh my god, like what the fuck? But uh, yeah, comic shops, man, they are they're an interesting, interesting place. Sometimes there are Dude, some, it's a there are some weird place. and wonderful people. I love it. I really do. I, um, I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. fuck, man, takes takes all kinds of freaks to fill the freeways. But, oh hell um, yeah, dude. I go to my local at the comics, etc. in this in Brisbane City, and uh, yeah, yeah. There's never a dull moment in there, dude. Honestly, <laughs> never a dull moment. Shout out has to the boys. Has Daily Planet closed, or are they still open? Uh, unfortunately, closed. Yeah, because mm. I remember once upon a time before dinosaurs ruled the earth. Um, yeah, there was Daily Planet. There was comics, etc. Yeah, there was, was Ace. Ace. And yeah. there was another one as well. I think there was about four different comic shops in the city at one point. Yeah. So now Comics Etc. is the kingpin. They rule over yeah. all. They, yeah. they survive. They survived the franchise wars. They did. The yeah. <laughs> well, there is there is also um, just a little outside of town, Bris Vegas Comics in the Fortitude Valley area. So, oh shit! I didn't even know that there was a comic shop in the Fortitude in, in the yeah, valley. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, just a little outside of the valley perimeters. Um, I'm yet to go there because they're relocated from their previous location, which was right next to Four Triple Z. Oh, uh, yeah, I know, totally right. So, um, yeah, but it, it, it's not a, like a typical comic shop. It's more of a gameplay comic shop. So a lot yeah. of dudes go there to play the uh, Warhammer and yeah. Yeah, whatever um, miniature games they play and stuff. So yeah, it's it's um, the owner's pretty cool, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I love, I love, I love comic. I, I man, as a kid, like, well, teenager, like, I used to spend hours just fucking hanging out in comic shops and shit, right? shit with people, yeah. and it was so yeah. fun. Like, it was before the internet, so you know, there wasn't that jerk off that'd always come in and be like, I read Civil War number seven on the interwebs mm. on my pirated website, and I can tell you what happened. He's like, Man, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Man. I'm literally about to buy this. I want to read the fucking thing. Like, you know, don't yeah. spoil it for me. Like, yeah, I hate, <sighs> I hate those dudes. I mean, yeah, that, that's the fun about comic shops, man. You go in there, and like, I, I don't think I ever tire. Like, I reckon the guys at Comics Etc. probably think I'm a friggin' stalking psychopath. I go there quite regular. And all I do is just go in there and just look at all the covers. And I just get inspiration from looking at yeah, every man. inch of the place, man. It's yeah, it's profound what, I, what it does. Man, that's why I love. I love comic shops. I love DVD stores. Like, I just think yeah. there's something so great about being able to walk in and browse, like exactly covers of stuff, and, and like, you're not aimlessly jump walking. out at you. Yeah, you're not aimlessly yeah. walking up and down the aisles. You are walking with purpose. You are yeah, looking yeah. for inspiration. Like, yeah, that's that's why I'll never like. I mean, yeah, I just, there's, it's just not like reading comics online or whatever. It's just not the same, man. Doesn't like, have the same just, feel. No, not at all. Like, well, for just, starters, yeah. can I point out the first obvious one? Um, we talked about this once before. We have to smell the paper first before we read it. Um, you can't do that with a iPad or, Dude. you know, whatever. You don't get that same feeling, especially like a 1967 issue of Batman or something. Mm. You want to smell that paper. Dude, that's the thing, man. It's like, it's the whole sense memory thing. Like, it's like, I can still remember 
what my first issue of Uncanny X-Men smelt like. Wow. And if That's I ever smell, if I ever smell that again, like, you know, I got it from like a news agent in the eighties and it's like, yeah, if I ever like pick up a comic or I've brought a comic or something and I, I like get that smell, like it just takes you right back there, man. Like mm. it's, it's something special. There's something magical about it. Um, I, I, I remember once when I was uh, in high school at old Shayla Park um, for a brief minute, um, I worked at a part-time after school at a comic shop across the road from the school. And yeah, yeah it was pretty rad, except for the part where the owner was not paying me um, yeah. <laughs> and not paying me correct. Um, they're like, oh, we can pay you in store credit. And, you know. and I was like, you can go fuck your store credit. So um, I devised this plan and, uh, you know, the, the shop doesn't exist anymore, so I can say this out loud. But though I, I grew wise as a kid to the fact that me off. So I went, well, you know, takes two to tango. So I found a couple of comics that uh, I particularly wanted, like OG Captain Marvel, not the female, the male one. Uh, I found some Batman 1960s comics and I just conveniently, you know, stick them out the back and they might have gone through a little hole that went out to the garden outside. <laughs> I just collect them at the end, you know, just a little bit, a um, bit of tax. You know, well, the, mo- the compensation the story is if they were paying you, that wouldn't have been an issue. But hey. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just got a little bit of rebellious in me and just went, you know what? I'm not going to take this sitting down. Well, fuck man, you. I just kind of yeah. think, look, if people are going to fuck you over, it's like, well, look, you know, this this will probably lead into a TV series we're talking about today. But Absolutely, I like to be. I like to try and be a good person. Yeah, I like to aspire to be a really good person in that. But when people fuck you over, I think it's like I'm sorry, I am not that well adjusted. It's like no. open season, then it's like gloves mm-hmm. are off. It's like, look, you did me dirty first. I would have been cool, but nope. So whatever happens now is on your head. Yeah, it's it's like that that Johnny Rambo moment with the fucking big ass fuck off machine gun, and the bit the bu- yeah, bullets for days and just cut sick. Yeah, it's, oh, it's that it, kind yeah. of moment. It's like yeah, it's open season. It's like look, mm-hmm. you had every opportunity to be cool and be a good person and you know treat me with respect and whatnot, but you chose not to. So whatever, fuck you. Dot com is, <laughs> you know, fuck you. Like yeah, you you, you want respect, you give it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and Pantera, if you don't, Pantera then... one saying that will. Exactly. And if you mm-hmm. don't give respect, then fuck you if your Batman and Captain Marvel comics go walking. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so speaking of moral dilemmas, um, yeah, leading into an interesting... Oh, man, I haven't even talked about comics we've been reading this week, but that's all right. We can get back no, to No, we'll get to time. those. I think we'll get to those after we get to this because I've got a really cool one that I need to recommend. Ah, uh, excellent. Good, good, good. So so uh, we're talking about Superman and Lois, right? Yes, we are. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> man. So what are your thoughts on that show? Oh, dude, I love it. Like, mm-hmm. it's look, it's not... You know, it's not like it's not the greatest TV series of all time. It's not like the fucking no. Sopranos or something. It's not no. like some amazing reinvention of the wheel. But I just I feel like it is such a perfect Superman show. It is, it like, is good. It is so, I like the interpretation. Yeah, I just I think and man, I knew Tyler Holchin. I think I pronounced his name right. I'm sorry if I didn't, Tyler. I think Tyler Holchin. 
But, dude, I knew him from Teen Wolf. And in Teen Wolf, oh, he wow. was kind of like the like, – because I've only watched, I think, the first three seasons or so of Teen Wolf. And in that, he's kind of like, you know, the bad boy, like the okay. mysterious kind of dude. And you're like, from that, when they cast him as Superman, I'm just like, no way. Like, he'd be a way better Batman. He's all broody yeah. and shit. Yeah. But, dude, he is so fucking perfect as Superman. Like, he is so Real? Yeah, I think so. And just – and, man, I – like, look – I love Superman is probably not my favorite superhero. And I'll get to that. Why in a second, but I think he is the best superhero. Mm. Like, because like there is something so great and just like hits you in the heart, especially living in the world we do about a guy that's just here to do the right thing and help. Yeah. And not not for any reason, not because he's getting revenge, not because this happened to him, just because he's a good guy and he just wants to do the right thing and help people. And dude, like, man, if you want to, like, there's a lot of things you can do if you want to see me cry because I am 44 years old and I get emotional at fucking everything, probably because mm-hmm. I'm close to death. Um, <laughs> like, that's my theory anyway. It's like, okay, okay. I'm, I'm getting close to the grave, so I'm getting like, really overly emotional about everything. But dude, like there are moments in Superman stuff where like, like the plane rescue in Superman returns, like, yeah, that that was my favorite moment of the movie. Dude, I think think that is the only bit you need to watch. Yeah. It's just amazing. Like, you know, the helicopter rescue in the original 78 Superman. Like, Probably one of the best cinematic moments ever. Yeah, dude. Like, when that music kicks in, it's just like, yeah. oh, fuck my feelings. What are you doing to me? Like... Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I know exactly what you're talking about. And even, you know, the, when, even the bit like, where he transforms. Yeah, And the, the pimp goes, hey, man! <laughs> and so Superman still stops 70s, to go, right? excuse it's me. It's so perfectly yeah. 70s. Yeah. But, like, even when he turns to Lois... Like yeah. right at the end, and she's just like, "Who are you?" And like, Christopher Reeve just turns around oh. and just the most disarming delivery of anything, and you just Ever. buy him so much. Yeah. Where he's just like, "I'm getting a chills friend. thinking about that." Yeah, like I'm getting chills about a that. friend, and you're just like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like you're Superman. The end. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean that like, that moment right there. Yeah, it's like, dude, I I would I would love to be able to relate to Superman and be like, you know, like. I personally aspire to be that good of a person, but I'm just not mm. that well adjusted. Look, like, I mean, just... at the end of the day, he's he's the standard of what all superheroes aspire to want to be. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude, personally, I think he's the standard of what all fucking human beings should aspire to want to be. Exactly. Like, exactly. We're just not. Yeah. We're just not there. We're just not that good. Like, I'm not that well adjusted. I'm more like, yeah, I can relate to Wolverine or Gambit or you know, fucking, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, I, I'm I'm more that. But blessed, I'm like. Blessed be our comic book universe, you know. We, we, we have, yeah, we have characters that we can take little bits of column A and column B, mix yeah. them all together, put them in a blender, and boom, that's who you are, yeah. you know. It's, it's I cool. mean, that's the thing. It's like I my like favourite, dude, like my favourite Batman quote of all time was from Hush, where it's like, he's like, the thing is, deep down, Clark is a good person, and deep down, I'm not. And it's like, yeah, that's yeah, I love that right quote. there. Like, it's like, yeah, Bats, yeah. I kind of, I feel for you, man, because I feel the same way a lot of the time. But I want to be, I want to be Superman. But that's enough about, you know, my emotional Superman issues. The show's yeah. really fucking good. No, like, I he's like so, it is he's good. so good, man. 
Like yeah. that, that intro. He's a, he's a good, he's, good casting. Oh, dude, he's great. He's so great. And that intro yeah. where he's in the original, like the thirties, like Max Fleischer cartoon. Oh. Like, dude. I know, Fuck, right? Man. Did did you get excited? I got, I I was so excited. I, dude, I had I was like, what the fuck? Like, I yeah. had goosebumps. Like, I literally had goosebumps, and just, and again, it's that disarming delivery where he's just like, oh, thanks, my mum made it for me, and you're just like going, oh, dude, whatever happens next, I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. great. Um, Are you happy with the mix of action in the in the series as well? Um, I. Th- feel like it's got a fairly good mix. My my gripe, like I want to I want to talk about how great. Let's dig into playing, the gripes. I want to talk about how great the actress playing Lois is because I think she's just perfect as well. Like, dude, isn't she? Just, I I didn't want to like her at first. There was qualities yeah. about her. I I was just like, <clears throat> oh, I don't know about this. Oh, you know, I, I feel like since Margot Kidder, I feel like the quality of Lois is just well, dropped. she. She's got a lot of Margot Kidder in her. Like, I think, like, she she's does. got a very similar look to Margot Kidder. Yes, which I, think I agree. Kind of threw me at first because I'm like, did they just cast her because she looks like Margot? But then it's like, mm. man, by the time I got to like episode 11, which is the big flashback one where it's like all mm. about Clark coming to Metropolis and working at the Daily Planet and Superman's intro to the world and meeting Lois and that. Man, I think that is one of the most perfect fucking Superman things ever put to screen. Like, yeah, I agree. That whole bit was just like, and she was so amazing in it. But gripes wise, I'm not there with the kids yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm not 100 percent on board with that. Uh, I feel like they've sort of purposely set up this this side story of drama, um, which seems to be the trend in all all those kitty related TV shows. Yeah. So I'm just like, ooh, I don't know about this. I just, and it's like, I just feel like, look, <clears throat> I know, like, you know, storytelling-wise, it's like you're doing it because it's like, you know, you've got the dichotomy of, like, you know, the emo son and the football yeah. jock son and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. I get it, I get it. But I just feel like, I just can't get down with the emo kid because it's like, guy, your dad is fucking Superman, okay? Yeah. Your yeah. dad's Superman, and you're pissing and moaning that, oh, dad, you lied to me. It's like, your old man's Superman. Like, yeah. you literally have the greatest Agreed. guy in the world as a father, and you're pissing and moaning because he didn't tell you about it? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, my God, you ungrateful shit. I want to slap you. Uh, and, I mean, granted, I think he's he's got the right look of sorts to be Superman's kid. Um, oh, yeah, like, they totally, both yeah. do. I think, I think they've both got the... You know the, the you know the the teen son qualities that you kind of think yeah, yeah that's believable as Superman's son but um I hate his hairstyle I that that's just little things for me yeah but, dude the 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 I just fell out of bed hair is just not working yeah for it's at like all. come on let's sort that shit out but um yeah look I I, I don't know the the dilemmas that they're experiencing it, it's kind of cool because it's like they they've painted this world of what if Superman had kids. How would yeah. they grow up in society, you know? And yeah. little things like um, the latest feels, episode was cool. Yeah, it feels very much like uh, a very spiritual sequel to Smallville. Um, yeah, it does. In a lot of ways. Like, it's like, uh, what am I, what am I, how's, how's the best way to put it? I feel like, look, Smallville was good, but it had a lot of faults. Yeah, like, they started off on the right foot and then it just kind of got a little bit mixed up. Yeah, and lost. Like, I feel like, yeah. 
it, I know, and I feel like Superman and Lois is all the best stuff that really worked for Smallville, like mm. really just concentrated and like, okay, bang, here you go. Yeah. Um, I, I love that Steel was in it. Like, yeah, I'm happy with reality that. thing kind of threw me, but dude, fuck, they did that character so right. And by, you know, by the time he kind of comes around and everything, it's like, yeah, yeah, dude, like that was really well done. And I do I love that it's not massively connected to the Arrowverse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that too. I, I was a little confused at first when they first introduced Steel um, and said, you know, Lex Luthor. I was like, yeah. oh, wow. Okay, okay, here we go. Um, I thought that was a kind of a interesting take on the character. Um, yeah. Because, you know, where there's Superman, there's inevitably Lex Luthor. Um, oh, yeah. But th- how they've turned him around is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool, man. I thought they did the character really, really well. Um, like, yeah, the stuff with the hammer was awesome. It's like, I yeah, feel like yeah. this is my apology for the Shaq movie from years ago. <laughs> yeah. oh, I haven't seen that movie and I'm scared to. Oh, man, I've, I've literally seen it once um, on video. And that was just because it was like, you know, that thing where you're a comic fan and you're like, I have to watch this because it's a comic yeah. movie. And you're like, yeah. you know it's going to be bad. Like, you know it's mm-hmm. going to be bad. It's like, why does Steel have, like, a half mask? Like, what are you, yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, won't someone just shoot him in the face? Um, I did that with uh, Meteor Man <laughs> once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, man, I remember Meteor Man. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no, steel's steel's bad. My brother, uh, just stay away from it. Like, don't, I feel like, don't bring that pain into your life. No, I feel like the 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 warning sign is. I feel like I can see the scene now. Shaq, Shaq's hanging out with his Hollywood buddies. They're all big fans of his. They're drooling over his NBA, NBA awesomeness, and and they go, "Hey, Shaq goes, <laughs> hey, I I love Superman." And they're like, "Hey, you know what? There's a black Superman character that would be perfect for you." And oh yeah, Shaq's like, okay. Totes, yeah, totes, I feel like that. Man. Yeah, that's I'm pretty Just sure that's like exactly that, how that one went down. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like they were they were dining over caviar and champagne and uh, and snorting coke and just went, hey, you know what? It'd be really cool sticking you in a suit and uh, you know, uh, yeah. It just yeah yeah enough of that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we'll just leave it's, it there. It's, it's dude, it's it's a lot of badness. It's a lot, yeah. a lot of badness. Yeah, the suit, the suit is horrible. I, when I saw the suit and the, like you said, the half mask, I was just like, "Ooh, this isn't good. This isn't good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I had to do. Oh, maybe it'll be good. It's like, no, Jake, mm. go with your first instinct. Mm. Like this is mm. like, trust yourself. This will be bad. But I, I like what they've done with John Henry in this TV series. I think he's a, he's a great character. I like oh, him man. a lot. Yeah, like the daughter's it's, cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really love that. And um I mean I was a little iffy about the whole Morgan Edge being like Superman's half Kryptonian brother, but they Same. pulled it off okay. Like it was a weird kind of bizarre twist and I just kind of felt myself going, Why didn't you just use Zod? Yeah. But I, mm, hey, whatevs. Um yeah. So yeah, I, I thought I thought that was you know that that ended up being pretty cool. Like I, it could have been really crap, but it ended up being cool. It turned but out I okay. Think, I mean, the dramatic twist is interesting. Yeah. Um, and I I just I feel like my biggest gripe with the whole show is just the kids. It's like, look, mm. you know, you need to 
get this shit moving somewhere cool or something like that. Because at the yeah. moment, it just it feels like everything with the kids. It's like it's not bad. It's not like you're watching it going, oh, this sucks. But it's just like you're kind of going. I really just kind of want to spend a lot more time with Superman and Lois. And I think it's because yeah. the actors are so charismatic yeah, and they I think do so, so many great things with them story-wise. Like I love that Lois is like being portrayed as like this investigative reporter. reporter. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not, you know, she's not just like Superman's personal liability. It's like, oh, I've got to fly off and rescue Lois because she's gotten in shit again. But it's like... Yeah you know, she's capable, like, she brings as much to the table as he does, and I love that. Yeah, she's got that real, like he's, like we talked about earlier, she's got that Margot Kidder quality, but in a yeah. modern era, and it just, yeah, it man. works so well. Like I said, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to like her at first, but I've really grown to like her a lot. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think I think it's well-casted. Um, Superman's great. Uh, the kids, um, yeah, we, yeah, we've talked about that. But the thing yeah. that the thing um, I'm coping better with is the with the kids. Um, you've seen the latest episode. I haven't started on season two yet. Uh, okay, I said, okay, I'm sort okay. of waiting to binge a few. Okay, okay. So <clears throat> I don't, I don't want to give you any spoilers. I, I know, I know what's, I know what's happening in it. I know, like, I know they've sort of tried to set up Doomsday, but it was actually Bizarro or something like that. Dude, I was so excited about that, but there was a part of me that was cringing because I was like. Is this a bit too soon? Um, yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. But the way they've twisted it and brought in Bizarro is very cool. Well, that's I the love... thing that really psyched me about it, dude. I was like, "Fuck yes, someone's doing Bizarro," because that was my big, yeah, my big thing with Batman vs Superman. Like, was yeah. like, why did you do Doomsday so soon? It's like Superman. I know. Superman's I know. been active like you know what a year, and you're going to kill him already, yeah. like. Yeah. That doesn't exactly give enough time for him to be, like, this beloved icon of the world. Like, I just kind of thought with, like, Batman versus Superman, like, what would be really cool is if you took Zod and just turned him into Bizarro. Because it's like, yeah. hey, Bizarro is enough of a threat that it would take all three of these, like, characters to get together to try and beat the shit out of him. Like, that that would work. But, no, you got to do Doomsday. <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I'm curious to see where they take Bizarro's character. Um, you'll be... Yeah, I won't give away too much, but um, there's definitely some twists on the horizon that yeah. um, are, are going to lead this show down an interesting path. Um, my hope, my optimism of the kid, um, the, the powered kid, is um, is good. I'm optimistic that they're going to do something cool with him, yeah. um, which they've hinted towards from the latest episode. <clears throat> As for the other kid that appears not to have powers, but he does, they I reckon they're dormant. I reckon they're going to come yeah. out. Um, yeah, this it's it's a promising show. I like my, it. My big hope for it is that because they've done Steel and the Eradicator both yeah. in the first season. Yeah, I'm really hoping they do Superboy. I'm really hoping they throw like Superman's young clone into the mix. Connection. Because I think that yeah. could be something really interesting to do with the kids as well. It's like, bring Connor in and, like, it's like, oh, my God. Like, he's got this fucking, like, weird kind of extra son all of a sudden that he has to yeah. deal with. And they have to deal with as well. And this guy's already got fully developed powers that he's in control of. Like, yeah, that would be kind of cool. And then you, know, you, can bring, you can bring Lex in. I mean, I know they've got Superboy over on Titans. and he's awesome I was going to say there. that. Yeah, I, I've yet to watch that um, second series with Connor in it. 
Um, oh, but, dude, it's really good, man. Yeah, like, I'm it's pumped. really good. Like yeah. season two, I haven't watched three yet, but season two is really good. It's cool. like, and you know, you got crypto, and I'm like, oh man, super powered dog, I'm there. Fucking yeah, yeah, totally. And you've got totally. Deathstroke, which is extra. Always rad. good. Yeah, and yeah. There's so much there's really, about it. Again, it's no spoilers, but there is a really sweet Deathstroke Nightwing fight, which I cool. have wanted to see since like 1980 something. On yeah, TV. yeah, it's like so cool. Yeah, I'm digging it. I I, I like what I, I watch. I'm watching, uh, rewatching season one again, and just just to digest everything. Because you know when you watch something the first time, you kind of miss little bits and pieces. So yeah, I'm just, yeah, man, yeah, I'm doing that at the moment. So yeah, it's good. It's a good ride. I feel like. Do you feel like as a comic fan, like when you watch a comic adaption of something, whether it be a TV series or a movie or a cartoon? that you have to go back and watch it again because you've just got that initial awe that like yes. what you're seeing on, like you're seeing your, your, your childhood and your favorite characters and stuff up on screen and you can't fully go like, I don't know if this is a good movie or a bad movie. I just love this. Like, yep. you know, so I, I tend to find myself watching stuff a couple of times to like really let it sink in. Like, okay, is this good or have I just been wowed? Okay. I mean, a lot of the time it's like stuff. I, I like. I can't say any stuff is bad mm. for the most mm. part. Maybe a few here and there, like yeah, you know, Electra. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Fantastic <clears throat> Four, two thousand and seventeen. Fantastic Four, period. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, I, I just like, I just find myself like I'm so wowed and I'm so like, oh my god, like. You know, fuck, it's Deathstroke on screen. Fuck, it's yeah. Nightwing. This is awesome. And yeah. then you sort of really have to go back and go, okay, but was this, you know, well-crafted, well-told and stuff? Or, like, are you just, like, completely wowed? And, well, I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm cool with being wowed, man. Like, I'm so cool with that. It's, like, most of the time. Speaking of Deathstroke, speaking <clears throat> of Deathstroke, um, the, that little tease of Je- Deathstroke in Justice League, um, that that was the wow factor for me. I was just like, oh, oh. Man. right. <gasps> and the fact that we didn't get to see more of that is is a crime oh. in itself. I saw I, that. I really hope Zack Snyder gets. Dude, yeah, I hope. Yeah. I hope. I hope there is something continuing. From I that. I need Joe Mang as Deathstroke. Like he is yes, fucking yes. boss. And yes. I saw that with my girlfriend <clears throat> at the time. Well, my girlfriend at the time, mm. and um. Yeah, we were both just like, oh, my God, it's Deathstroke. How fucking awesome. Yeah, right? <clears throat> and I, I feel the same way about the Deathstroke in the TV in the Titans TV series too, even though I yeah. haven't watched all that content yet. But what I've seen in the screen captures and YouTube, I've just gone, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. You know, I'm really pumped about it. He's but, pretty um, cool, man. Joe like, Mangan, he's, he's... dude. He's not as good as Joe Mang. Like, he, yeah. he's not as bad. Like, I mean, who could be? Like, Joe Mang just looks well, like perfect. Exactly, right? Like, just, he just yeah. looks like he's fucking Slade Wilson to a yeah. T. And yeah. I love that character. The, the, guy, the guy in Titans is good. He's just not as good as, like, yeah, when you've, yeah. you know, when you've seen Joe Mang, you're just like, oh, everything else is going to feel a little bit inferior. But, you know. Yeah. But you know what? It, it's kind of cool that they're doing all these sort of things, all these different adaptations and interpretations of these yeah, characters. Man, totally you know? It's not they're, they're not saying this is our Superman and you your Superman sucks. You know, it's yeah. nothing like that. It's like <clears throat> they've 
the multiverse is alive and well. So yeah, yeah. well, I I think that's my big like. Look, I I I honestly wasn't a huge fan of the way Snyder was sort of rushing through and interpreting a lot of stuff with his stuff. I love I love Zack Snyder. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, but I do wish they just committed to it because I'm just like, look, if this is the path you're taking, let the fucking storyteller tell the story and show me what you got. And at yeah, the end, I agree. you know, even if it's not my take on it, I'm cool with it because you've like, you've just stuck to your guns and done the thing. But yeah. um, I, I just, I don't, it, it does bother me that they're like, oh no, like DC kind of sometimes feels like their movie department at least feels like they're just jumping from one foot to the other trying to appease all the fans and it's just like no look fuck the fans they don't know what they want just give it to them and yeah they'll like it when they get it you know what's funny is is like i i just feel like it's the the formula is quite simple i mean say for example superman the tv the superman and lois tv series right you've got thousands upon thousands of Con- of issues of content to draw from and go, yeah. oh, let's do Mongol this week. Oh, let's do Bizarro. Oh, let's do Mitzelplik, you know? Yeah. Let's let's give the fans what they want. Let's yeah. give them a different villain every week, kind of like yeah. what Batman, the, the TV series, used to be like, you know? Like, yeah, man. You exactly. get excited for the different villains. <laughs> give exactly. us that rather than, yeah. oh, this week on Emo Kid, you know? It's like, <sighs> yeah, come on. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I'm not interested in fucking watching Jordan Kent trying to score with some chick. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I don't care. If if I want that, I'll go watch some stupid teeny bopper show that I profusely uh, avoid at all costs. Literally, like, I click my thumb two, like, screens over and I can watch that on Riverdale. Like, you know? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I do think, I I mean, I do think, like, the drama element is important, but I want the drama element to be with the characters like the yeah. headline characters yeah. like i want i want to watch like i want to watch a flash tv series where like wally west is trying to work out how to like you know hold a job when he's rushing off every five minutes and, exactly you know, that would be spend cool. time with his girlfriend and his wife or his wife and kids when he's rushing off every five minutes to do mm-hmm. stuff i don't want to watch a, a flash tv series where it's like Oh yeah, this is Wally's kid trying to fit in at primary school. So I yeah. don't really give a fuck. Sorry, I felt guys. that way with Black Lightning. I was just like, oh, I haven't watched excited. any of it yet. Okay, well, look, I won't prepare for it. It's not disappointing. It's look, I won't give away any spoilers, but it's like it's yeah. Black Lightning. I love Black Lightning. I think yeah, he's a great rad. character. He's yeah. a rad character, rad costume and everything. Even though they update his costume a bit, but the drama. The, and the more drama and the family drama, it's kind of like, ah, oh, boy. Okay. It's yeah. like just the Waltons on steroids. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> or on lightning. Yeah. yeah, on lightning. Exactly, man. <laughs> so, it's, so when you ask me about adaptations, um, this will lead into my, a little segue of sorts. You, I've, I've just recently read She-Hulk number one, the brand new series. Oh, how is it? Great. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah. I wasn't sure because I really loved the fact that they they previously went down the Savage She-Hulk path, which I love. Yeah, that was much. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so now they've gone back to, okay, this is plain Jane Jen Walters readjusting to life. Um, she's still gamma radiated. She's still She-Hulk, but she's stripped of 
uh, Avengers membership, you know, and all the perks and everything else. Yeah. She's just playing Jen Walters with Gamma Powers, doesn't have a, you know, a law firm or anything. So she's basically just starting from scratch, trying to find her way in the world. Um, and there's a really cool fight between her and Titania, who I love. Um, and so it kind of leads me to the upcoming She-Hulk TV series. I'm like, okay, so we know Titania is going to be a villain in the TV series. We know She-Hulk is, uh, we don't know if it's completely savage She-Hulk or, or what, but it's, yeah, it, the, the pieces are in place for a potential yeah. home run of sorts. And I hope, yeah. I hope they do something similar in the TV show as what they've done in issue one of She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah I, cool. I recommend it. I highly recommend yeah. it. It's, it's a great read. Yeah, rad. Mm, it's rad. Yeah, I, I, rad um, I have, okay, and um, this is this is my comic comic time. Comic oh, time. let's do it. Bring it on. Um, Maniac of New York. Maniac of New York. Fucking fantastic. So essentially, this series. The first volume is just called Maniac of New York. I've just started reading volume two, which is Maniac of New York, The Bronx is Burning. Right. Um, if you watched Jason Takes Manhattan and felt slighted that Jason didn't really take that much of Manhattan, this is so the comic for you because it's basically there is a slasher in New York City that just will not fucking go away, has like, He's got like a sort of um, fur-rimmed fucking leather jacket. He's got Sick. a hockey mask. He's got a machete. His name is Harry the Maniac. It's very much a love letter to Friday the 13th. Um, and the first, the first volume is basically Harry the Maniac gets on a train and mm. fucking kills everyone. And these two cops that are like the task force because the city kind of doesn't give a shit. And have basically said, hey, we can't stop this guy. Like, we just let him do his thing and then he goes away for a while. Uh, these two cops basically have to try and get on this train and save everyone. And, like, you know, you've got characters that are <laughs> stuck on the train with this fucking lunatic who's literally slaughtering everyone on the subway. And, you know, you've got characters that are, like, trying to survive and keep each other safe. And, like, you know, oh, it's going to stop here. And I think the uh, conceit of it is that it's an automated, it's like the city's first automated train. Okay. Um, it's been a minute since I read the first volume and then volume two is basically like picks up after that left off where it's like, he's still out there and you know, the city like, because volume one was so widely publicized, the city has now set up like maniac safe schools and maniac safe this and issue one's like, Hey, he's still out there. And it ends with like, he's just wandered into one of these maniac safe schools and he's going to fuck some shit up. Um, Oh yeah. Dude, it's so good, man. It's like, it's pretty much everything you wanted Jason Takes Manhattan to be. Because I like Jason Takes Manhattan. I know it's got its haters out there, but I really dug it. Like, I mean, okay, I really did want to see more of Jason in Manhattan, but the stuff we got was fucking great. Like, you know, that scene with the punks where he kicks their stereo, it's like, dude, I think that's awesome. Like, Yeah, absolutely. That's but uh, yeah, man, Maniac of New York, highly recommend. Like if you're a, if you're a Friday the Thirteenth fan out there that's listening, you this comic is totally for you. Uh, nice. What else am I reading? 
Um, I just got the New Warriors Omnibus and the Gen oh, 13 yes. anniversary one. And yeah, they're very yeah. Sweet. Okay, that's always good. But, um, yeah, I saw the photo of the cover of uh, the New Warriors Omnibus and you heard my opinion on that? Yeah, dude. Ooh, it's ouch. not. It's not great. It doesn't really do... I mean, look, it's not bad art, but I don't... It, it, it's, it's very... It's a shame. It's very cartoony sort of thing, yeah. uh, which is what that artist does best. But Okay, then that's fine. But the thing is, it's like... It's not the New know, Warriors, though. Yeah, when, when you know the story, okay, it's, it, seems, it sounds like, well, you guys know the story, so we can do whatever the fuck we want with the cover. Yeah. It's like, dude, don't you want to just be blown away by a really cool cover? Well, that's the thing, man. I'm like, you know, give me, give, give me a, give me a sweet new Mark Bagley cover or a Garrick Robertson one, like for that. Because, yeah. Like those two artists define that series, and it's like, just give us that, like you know, like that's the kind of cover that would really fucking sell something. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean, like, yeah, you know, the Gen 13 covers, like it's it's J. Scott Campbell, which is rad, like you mm. know. So, yeah, but man, so much nineties radness, like love it lots. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Hey, you know what? I, I recently got um, I got issue one of Nightwatch. Do you remember that one? Oh, Jesus! Yeah, he was like the Spawn knockoff guy from Spider-Man. exactly. Yes. yes, yes. I, I, I just, I, I know, I know. I've got OG issue one with the foil cover somewhere floating around in the ether of my world, but. Yeah, I, I just got myself the regular standard issue cover with uh, a couple of extra issues of it. Um, I haven't gone back down that rabbit hole, but man, I'm just I, I just feel nostalgic. Maybe it's this show. I'm just like, oh man, it probably just, is, you know? Man. Yeah, man. But yeah. I just like I remember thinking, okay, I know it's uh, Spawn knockoff Marvel comic style, but damn, he's cool. I I never read it when it came out. Like I remember it and I remember seeing him in Spidey and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I always just kind of like, cause I saw it and I was just like, Marvel, you're just kind of doing spawn here. How are you not getting sued? (laughs) Totally, totally right. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I mean, let's face it in the nineties, Artistically, there were so many knockoffs of characters. Left, well, I mean, right, that's the thing, man. It's like every every Rob Liefeld image comic in the nineties looked like, except the Young Blood, which mm. was a remix of the Avengers. Every other one just looked like a remix of the X Men. It's like, oh, that's the Wolverine guy. That's the yeah. Cable guy. That's the Forearm guy. That's the Boom Boom knockoff. Like, yeah, you're just kind of going. I can kind of see who everyone is here. Like you're not and I, anybody. I think, I think it was maybe a, a, you know, a sign of their rebellion or uprising against the the dark forces of Marvel Comics that they were, you know, that they all walked out on. Um, oh, absolutely. And, yeah. I do feel like a lot of it was kind of, um, you know, like, hey, we created all these best-selling characters for you when we worked for you. Yeah, you aren't cutting us in on any of that sweet pie, so you know what we're gonna do those versions of those characters again, but even better with our own touches and mm. uh, basically like outsell you, which is yeah. like you know you can't kind of fault them for it. You can't, you can't, and and yeah, it's a funny time, man. But uh, yeah, oh, it was, man. It was it was a weird time, the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like we can. Yeah, there's definitely an episode in there for us to talk about all that. Oh, absolutely, sure. man, absolutely. But uh, Jake, let me ask you, how are your nards? 
Well, you know what, man? I think this podcast has nods. Yeah, it's got nods. This podcast has nods. And ironically, I was just going to mention as a uh, segue into how nardy this podcast is. Oh, that it's so I nardy. <laughs> just finished my Tomb of Dracula run from oh. the original 70 series I from Marvel. I collecting it. Dude, yeah, five five volumes in trade. It's very oh. Oh. It's like, oh, dude, so much atmosphere. Like, man, Tomb of, reading. Dude, Tomb of Dracula is like, I feel like 60s and 70s Marvel horror was like hammer horror in comics. It was exactly. just so good and just dripping with atmosphere and, you know, dudes in raincoats in foggy streets and rainy nights and stuff. It's mm-hmm. so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it. I haven't read the last one yet. I'm literally... I've saved every single one until it's been a stormy, rainy night that I've got yep, off and yep. sat down and read them. Because nice. it's just, it's the perfect fucking environment. It is. And yeah. I feel like if you, if ever there's going to be, don't do a movie adaptation, but a TV adaptation set in the 70s, you know, it would just be so good. Fuck to the yes. Like, that would be so fucking awesome. Like, I think just, so, man. Because yeah. I don't think it's too over the top to achieve no. i think it's everything's there and you've got the characters you've got whale fun yeah. you've got blade uh yeah. dude just yeah for the fans do it it'd yeah. be great yeah, dude yeah just like uh, just like yeah i just I, I want a 70s tomb of dracula fucking tv series like i wanted so well, much totally man i mean like right now i mean 80s is all the rage but dude 70s man like you can do so much more with it. I feel like you know, oh, just man. yeah, the it's sets, like, the the music, everything. I mean, which, mm. Dude, like one of my absolute favorite Dracula movies is Dracula nineteen seventy two, like with Christopher Lee. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, like if you haven't watched that recently, it is so fucking rad. It's so I have to, I have so to go fun. Back to it. It's so fun. It's so seventies. It's just. It's weird and bizarre and so 70s, like, London and stuff like that. And, like, you know, Christopher Lee's awesome in it, as he always is. Peter Cushing's back in it as, like, Van Helsing's descendant, who, of course, looks like every other Van Helsing. Like, I think they were a line of clones. Yeah, Um, I think so. But, yeah, man, like, so good. But, yeah, Nards um, and Dracula, who had an assistant but got kicked in the Nards... Mm-hmm. What, what what are we talking about this week? We're the Monster Squad. <laughs> yes. I had Cue the it. rap. Cue the rap. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Give me the Monster oh, Squad rap. Oh man, I've I've got to I've got to find that song because that that track is just both both of those tracks. I just Dude, friggin' um... I have I have both of those tracks. I will fucking USB you that shit because. In, in this house, in Spooky House, we love mm-hmm. Monster Squad so much. Brody did a Halloween playlist up called Rock Until You Drop after oh that Oh, my song. God. He didn't, did he? It is like, it is an immersive, like, playlist. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the Monster Squad. Yes. But, yeah, man, like, B's Halloween playlist is, like, an immersive Halloween playlist of like every single song that was on any soundtrack for a horror movie. Fuck yeah, and that's it's cool. so cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, dude. That that movie, man, what a joyous experience. I 
there's parts of me that wanted to dislike parts of it, but there's a lot of me that just went, no, no, it's a, it's that family fun, just feel good monster movie that you just so is man. Yeah. Like, dude, a Monster Squad just fucking slaps on every level. Like, it's just, it's so fucking good and such a good time. And, you know, I mean, I love, I love, because originally, right, this movie was, like, they pitched this to Universal. It was supposed to be the original Universal Monsters. Yeah. And Universal, in their infinite wisdom, said, nah, get fucked. No one cares about them anymore. Mm. Which is like... uh, do I get a vote? Like, yeah, exactly. Um, so they basically just retooled it and, you know, shopped it around. And that's why, like, Stan Winston came on board and redesigned all the monsters. Oh, they look fucking he, great. Like, he nailed it. Like, I love that Wolfman. That Wolfman looks fucking cool as fuck. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, man, like, Tom Noonan's Frankenstein, like, he's so good. Like... You know, Duncan yeah. Rhaegar is Dracula. Like, dude. Just, and it's so fun. Like, I mean, for me, man, like, Monster Squad is like, fuck Goonies. This is the ultimate 80s family kids on bikes in adventures film. Like. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, he, he's, uh, that movie is just like, man, it, it's everything you love about monsters. And and just that, that I don't know, to me, it was that, that little nod to, the monster version of the Goonies and, you know, all those kind of kid gang movies that were surfacing yeah. around that time, dude. And it was, I, I don't know. I think it was the cream of the crop personally. Dude, I absolutely a hundred percent agree. Like it's such a good time. Like, and I mean, I love how eighties it is. I love how like Rudy is like, what is he? 12? 13? Yeah. yeah they're and he's like just randomly kids. smoking cigarettes in front of I everyone. Know. <laughs> Rudy's like Rudy's like that that classic, uh, like '60s '70s tough guy kid. You know, yeah, all that's missing is the Harley and and the babe on the back. But he's yeah. like he's that that the Fonz. Like they've he is he's totally and also like fucking MVP of the movie. It's like dude, he takes out all three of Dracula's brides and a werewolf and the mummy on his yeah. arm. Yeah, I'm just like actually. I, I do have one gripe to say about that. That scene when he takes out the, the Brides of Dracula, there was one that he, the, the first one he shot with the arrow. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm being a little nerdy here, but I feel like he <laughs> shot her in the gut, not in the chest. Yeah. That it yeah, went a bit yeah. low. Totes. So I'm, I'm just going to call it. I'm just going to say, mm, I don't think he killed her, mate. And, yeah. Uh, well, I, I also kind of feel like Rudy's going to like, after the end of that movie, Rudy's going to go through a lot of fucking therapy because it's like, dude, yeah. you've murdered a lot of people in this movie, all monsters. Like, yeah. but at least four of those people were once human. Like, yeah, you know, totally right. You, you shot the werewolf guy. Like. Rudy Rudy got a bit of a rough time because he was, you know, he was, he was perving on that kid, on that dude's sister the whole time in the clubhouse and, uh, and then tries to, you know, make the smooth on her and she just kind of, you know, gets all. Yeah. He's, he's, the get, he's getting no play at the end there. But then like that Hollywood finale where they're all hugging and high fiving and, and you spot Rudy hugging the sister. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. Stoked about it. It's like, Whoa, where did this come from? Yeah. It's, it's kind of, um, yeah. I mean, I, lo- I love that ending, but it's yeah. like, it's, 
it's such like uh you know we designed this to be the fist in the air pumping moment and it's like yeah. it's so fucking is like it so is like it's it great. was a team america fuck yeah moment it was yeah, like, man, fuck it really yeah. was but I, I don't know. I just had to laugh with the, the, the kid writing the notes of the army and, and then, you know, <laughs> know right? conveniently so turning up like typical, you know, cops turning up after the fact. Yeah. But this is the army turning up after the fact. It's like, hey, yeah. we got your letter. It's like, yeah, whoa. It's so great. Yeah. And um, I mean, you know, uh, like Horace, like, you know, fat, fat kid as he's like. <laughs> Dude, he was great. <laughs> he was awesome. Like, man, you know. Like just that that like bit where he like shotguns the creature from the Black Lagoon. He's like, my yeah. name is Horace. Yeah, it's that like, was that was dude, cool, man. So cool. I like how they touch on the the you know a little bit of drama with the bullying st- side of things. I thought that was pretty cool, well placed. Well, like you know, yeah, man. I was going to say, and, yeah. I was going to say too. Like, what really sort of really amazes me about this movie is and this is something that i really like about it because i feel like kids movies nowadays are very dumbed down mm-hmm. like they're very they're very just like you know oh mass consumer don't put anything too heavy in there but it's like this actually like this movie actually deals with some pretty fucking heavy shit especially with scary german guy yeah like that was being a holocaust survivor like that line where, you know, the kids are at his house and they're like, wow, you must know a lot about monsters. And you see the Auschwitz tattoo on his yeah. arm. And he's like, yes, I suppose I do. You're like, fuck, man, that, that is was, heavy. Like, that was brutal, man. And and it like, was amazing how they and, touched on that. Yeah, just, and such a good moment. Like, mm, I feel it like, was. you know, just it was, such it a was really. That, it was very yeah. cleverly, cleverly written into the script. Like, just the whole, um, we're not going to say outright that he's an Auschwitz survivor, but yeah, you know he's he is a survivor. There's the tattoo, and yeah, like you can really pick up on it. And just that line where he says yes um, about the agreeing about the monsters. It's like, well, yeah. yeah, there are real monsters in this world. So it was that was interesting. I like that. Yeah, and I yeah, I really love that. And I think it's just such it's such a powerful scene. Like because yeah. it's like you know it's like yeah, you know what? Like you're dealing with like fictional monsters but you know what the real ones are so much worse mm. like yeah and dude just oh wow like yeah i can't say enough about that no scene. Like, that's it right just fucking hits it, hit, you every it, it time. hits you right deep man but i mean it's a kind of interesting flip from that to say that moment where the kids are in the principal's office and the principal's like yeah i used to be a kid like you i used to be cool Dude, yeah, yeah. you know, and now then he I says, think science is yeah, cool. Science is real. Monsters are not. It's like, mm. oh, dude, that was an interesting thing to to sort of. There was there was a lot of interesting moments like that in mm. the movie for me that um, really hit it home. I love that this movie like never talks down to its audience. Like, no. it's, it's a load of fun, but it yeah. doesn't talk down. It's like. Yes, kids can watch this movie, but it's not going to talk down to them. It's going to make them think. It's going to make them like, you know, you know, yeah, it's going to have a lot of like slap your thigh fun moments, fist in the air moments. But it's also got a lot of deep kind of shit to say about some real things. And like, you know. It was, yeah, there was some depth to it and there was some light to it. It it was like a real harmonious mix um, that just left me with a smile on my face all the way. Yeah, man, it was good. But um, that that um, that moment where the mummy is in the kid's closet, 
Yeah. Um, I just want to highlight how cool that kid's bedroom was. Oh, like, dude, right. I was like, as well, man, eight when years I saw old? this as a kid, like, I'm like, the Punisher poster, I the know. Robotech poster, like, yeah, dude. Can I, can I have this kid's bedroom? Yeah, and my <laughs> pet monster sitting there on the desk. I mean, every kid yeah. had one back then. Uh, yeah. It was oh, so much radness. But that po- the Punisher poster, I just thought, wow. Oh, yeah, dude, that classic Mike <laughs> Zek Punisher. Yeah. It's just like, oh, dude, like, I want this kid's room so much. Like, for a kid that young to have... To be reading the Punisher. Oh, I was <laughs> I just know, like, right? wow. That just blew me it's away. Like, I think I think we might have to take some issues with your parents, son. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. I, I feel like there was almost a degree of uh, maybe product placement throughout the film in, in the most subtle ways. Like, Oh, Horace, yeah, man. I really feel like there was. Horace holding an issue of Wonder Woman before it gets yeah. torn in front of his face, you know. Um, yeah. And the, the amount of times that Pepsi was shown in the movie, I felt oh, like yeah, there was no other soda, just Pepsi. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So Pepsi kind of partially funded this film, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, also going back, one of the moments I absolutely love, dude, that just like hits like a ton of bricks is um one of the more serious moments is when they've got Frankenstein in the clubhouse, like the Frankenstein yes. monster in yes. the clubhouse. And he looks at the mask of his face and like crumples yeah. it up and throws it away. And then he I like, thought that was beautiful. Touches his own face and he's like, scary. It's just yeah. like, oh my god! Like chills talking about yeah. it right now. Like, yeah, I feel like what they did with Frankenstein in that movie was so such a uh, a redemption of sorts to the original Boris Karloff. Yeah, man, it really like, right was down to the little girl by the lake. You know, yeah, like that's the thing. It really felt like you know they deliberately echoed that little girl by the lake scene throughout this whole movie with him and Phoebe becoming friends yeah, and him saving her from Dracula at the end and everything. Like it was just, yeah, dude, just, you know, tugs on the heartstrings. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful, man. And, I'm a big like, softie for Frankenstein. No, myself, same but... here, man. Same here. There was, um, I, I thought he was probably, probably the best character of all those monster characters in that film. Yeah. Um, such well-played character work like even giving him little one-liners here and there you know it was yeah. great uh the suit looked great his makeup looked great yeah uh, yeah i thought it was very well played frankenstein yeah so. dude yeah it's it's honestly this movie has one of my favorite frankenstein <laughs> monster performances and one same. of my favorite dracula performances same yeah um I'll get to the Dracula part in a minute, but what I wanted to say about Frankenstein was, and just expanding on what you said, that the friendship between him and Phoebe was just incredible. It was kind of like, again, once again, going back to OG Frankenstein, where we don't get to see that relationship. We we only see it touched on the surface between the kid and and Frankie. We get to see that expanded in this film. So I feel like there there was a bit of fandom there and they went, you know, we're going to give you how it would look and uh, mean, it was beautifully yeah, dude, done this this flick i feel like there is so much love towards the universal monsters in yeah. every scene it really was um, yeah yeah it's just fantastic but with dracula i love dracula as well i thought he was great um i mean shit you can nitpick parts of it and go ah oh, oh you know like the the bit where we first introduced to um 
I know we introduced Dracula early, but when when he's in the plane, you know, yeah, um, just that that moment, it's like, yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's a bit like, okay, but, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I sort of feel like his big intro, like that intro right at the start where it's back in you know the uh, ye olde times. And like you know, you see the bat drop down, and his hand like morph and grip the thing, and that then drops brilliant. to the floor, and the camera that. pans up. It's like, wow! And I, I feel like like Duncan Regard did a very fucking majestic Dracula. He was like, great. He he was like, he just played him with such arrogance and such. Yeah. I am above all of you. And it, I love yeah, it what I really love about this flick, dude, is that again, it doesn't make the monsters stupid or funny. Like, Dracula is legitimately scary. Like, he, like you've got a movie in 1987 where Dracula picks up, like, a fucking five-year-old girl and calls her a bitch. Yeah, that screams was... screams in her face, which is and picks, brutal. Picks her up by the chin, no less, too. Yeah. It's like, dude, this guy is strong as an ox. He could probably yeah. crush her jaw in his bare hands. Yeah. And like, was, you know, yeah. where, where he blows up the clubhouse and he's like yeah. talking to the father and he's like, I will have your son. It's just like, yeah. this guy wants to kill these children. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, you know? I mean, there was there was elements about that where I, I don't want to nitpick, but I will. Um, it's like when he when he's trying to um, get to the amulet and he yeah. blows, you know, he uses dynamite to blow up a wall when he's got, you know, strength of an ox. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like, Drac, why are you got, you just got like a thing for like using dynamite because you're like yeah. blowing shit up all over the place. Yeah, the I, I, like, I feel like secretly Dracula loves dynamite. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, and, or, or loves lighting it on fire with his yeah. eyes. Yeah, it's like, that was okay, cool. that's a cool trick, but why are you blowing shit? Like, you could probably just push that wall down, yeah. but you know, you're gonna blow it up. Okay, hey, quick mention to that to that uh chamber with the amulet. Um, that garlic looked pretty fresh. <laughs> I, i'm just saying i mean it's been there what 200 300 years whatever and uh it looks like yeah. it's freshly cropped <laughs> yeah and then yeah. uh and then cut scene to the the battle uh with the amulet and horace uh slaps dracula in the face with the garlic pizza yeah uh, <laughs> that was um that was i'm just moment. like I don't, I don't know about, like, walking around with a slice of pizza in your pocket. That seems pretty – that seems risky to me. <laughs> but I think I think that was where they, they just sort of – they were so daring that they kind of went, look, we know this is unrealistic, but we're just going to make it so much fun that that's you the just thing, have to, man. It to feels believe like, the unbelievable. That's the thing. It feels like they, they put so much fun into it and so much, like – it's like they didn't – make the monsters stupid or no. farcical but they made all the stuff the kids did like it very much felt like kind of you know it felt like it harkened back to like abbott and costello meet the monsters mm-hmm. um yep. so far as like you know the monsters are being taken very seriously but abbott and costello are just doing their thing um yeah. and that that's how this feels it's like yeah look the monsters are there they're scary they're gonna fucking kill you if they get a hold of you but you know we're doing this so well, you're going to be okay with this kid throwing a slice of garlic pizza on Dracula's face and Dracula, like, being pissed off about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's um, it's pretty yeah. cool. But, like, all the cheesy one-liners, too, like, when, when the, the kids are in the Jeep and the mummy climbs on there and they, yeah. 
get rid of him, you know. And and the and Rudy goes, see you later, band aid breath. He's like, ah, yeah. oh, dude, that was great. The cheese. I'll let you say the key. I'll let sorry. I'll let you say the key phrase. The, the you know the Wolfman's got nards after they like kick the Wolfman clear in the seeds is just like so hilarious. It's like, dude, Wolfman's got nards. Like that was. <laughs> To me, that was the moment that you had to go, okay, this is so unbelievable that it's believable. Yeah. And if, you, if you're that person that goes, oh, but this isn't very real, like everything we've just kind of discussed, you're yeah. an idiot. It's like, dude, this is ultimate fun. It is. It is so fun. It is just such a fun, great movie, man. It is just like, you can throw this movie on any time and have a good time with it. And exactly. Like, there are so many great moments. Like, you know, Creature stole my Twinkie. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was, Dude, so, it was good. so great. Like, and and the note on the the next to the phone that said um, uh, uh, Acula asking about Van Halen yeah. diary. Oh, yeah. dude, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It's like, yeah, it's 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 so fun, dude. And I love his like. You know, I love that, like, you know, there's there's also, like, a bit of drama in there, like, with um, Sean's parents, like, with, you know, how they're, they're fighting constantly, like, the dad, like, you know, they're clearly, like, on the cusp of divorce and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought the dad, like, the cop was great, and his partner was, awesome. was great as well. Like, mm. I just love, like, the banter between them where it's, like, that the dad good. is just so weary, and this is just such a weird time. And, you know, the partner's coming in and going, oh, yeah, this mummy walked away. Guess how I know? I'm an excellent policeman. Like, I know, stuff right? Like that. It's just so cool, man. Like, Yeah, it was good. Um, and the, the moment where they confront the, the, you know, Dracula in the hearse, the phantom hearse of all that. I yeah. Mean, I was, I love that hearse, but where the fuck did Dracula pull that from? Yeah. I just like, I'm like, there's, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, hell of an investment portfolio for a vampire. I'm just saying, like, you know. Yeah, I know. It's like you've you've woken up, you've rolled into town, you've got a custom ride that's clearly full of dynamite in the back. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. It was, um, again, you know, it's just that movie that just seemed unbelievable yet believable. Yeah. You just, it it was just beyond comprehension. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, there, there was so many cool little cheesy moments, like, the the address of the house six 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 Shadowbrook Road yeah cool. man that was cool yeah. the so werewolf great. transformation was great um yeah there's so oh, much dude, to love about it I I gotta talk about that Wolfman design because Go I fucking it. love that so much I yeah. feel like it is just like the perfect like if you're not gonna do like the full on werewolf like the howling and stuff yeah. bad moon stuff like that i feel like he came straight the, from the thriller set dude this is the perfect wolfman like the perfect lon cheney style wolfman it was like, cool. i just i adore that wolfman design i think stan winston just fucking hit a home run Did with he just? redesigns of all these characters yeah i think so too man like all the monsters look great um i can't say anything bad about them except for uh, if I want to be picky, um, I, I'm a fan of the Widow's Peak on Dracula. So the fact that we yeah. didn't get that, I was a bit pissed. But yeah, yeah masterful performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, the, the, it's so great because it's like, and I feel like this is a forgotten one because it's like, this is Shane Black, man. This is the guy mm. that gave us 
Lethal Weapon, The Last mm-hmm. Boy Scout, Kiss mm-hmm. Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, you know. And, um, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, Fred Decker, who directed it, it's like, okay, you did give us RoboCop 3, but I won't hold that against you because you made the Monster Squad and it's just perfection itself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just like, it feels like this is a, a, a movie that um, feels very kind of, I almost forgot. Like I know there's a massive fan base out there for it, but um, yeah, it's like most of the time, like you like people talk about like eighties kids movies, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Goonies," and and yeah, fucking yeah. rah rah rah. And you're just like, "Yeah, dude, Monster Squad." Like Monster it's... Squad. I mean, it was the bomb, and yeah, I mean, for a movie that uh, the Dracula was originally cast with Liam Neeson. I mean, yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> That was wild. But, man, the movie rocks, man, because um, I I mentioned it to you online once. Uh, it's kind of loosely partially based on a TV series from the 70s called The Monster yeah. Squad. Yeah. Um, which the monsters are all, you know, the same ensemble of monsters, but as a crime-fighting team instead. So there's yeah. no kids. It's just a crime-fighting team of monsters in a wax museum. Yeah. Um, Cheesy as cheesy gets. But... Yeah, man, I have not seen that in years. I remember uh, I checked that out mm. because of this movie, and I was just Same. like, "What the fuck am yeah. I watching? This yeah. is crazy." But I kind of like it. Yeah, there's so much cheese in it. There was even a board game of that that movie. Uh, oh, really? TV show. So yes, I I looked it up, man, because I have a habit of looking this stuff up. So there's a yeah, there's a board game and everything. So, um. But yeah, I mean, dude, the Monster Squad, dude, it's like, you know, like you say, people talk about the Goonies, they talk about the Outsiders and all this other stuff, but the Monster Squad, you have to talk about the Monster Squad. Yeah, Same dude, breath. like, it's absolutely, and I mean, I do think that maybe, like, this flick kind of, um, not suffered, but I feel like people just kind of dismissed it as like, oh, it's a kiddie, like, Ghostbusters ripoff. Because, I mean, yes. look, the tagline on the poster says, you know who to call when you have ghosts, but who do you call yeah. when you have monsters? Exactly. Which is like, okay, guys, you're already comparing yourself to something fairly massive. Yeah. Um, probably not the best tagline. I do think it's cool. Like, but I that's really Hollywood think it's a cool tagline. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's the way they work. They're like, oh, this is like a group of people fighting something supernatural. I know, Ghostbusters. Like, exactly. yes, thank you. Thank you, marketing people. I'm sure you were paid <laughs> really well for that 10 seconds of genius. <clears throat> yeah, it was, um, but, yeah, that, that movie, like, I mean, it was up, probably up against a lot of competition at that time. But, oh, um, yeah. man, like, you know, <clears throat> in terms of survival and longevity, it's definitely survived as a, just a cult classic. Uh, dude, absolutely. And I mean, it was hard, it was really hard to find for years. Like, I first saw this on video. I don't ever remember it being at the movies. Um, I'm sure it must have been. Um, may not have come to the movies over here. Might have just been in the States. But I remember discovering this on VHS and wow. just loving the shit out of it and just wanting to watch it nonstop. When you see that cover, you just fall in love straight away. It's oh, like, man, absolutely. Dude, the bunch of kids there, but... <laughs> Let's talk about the shadow or the, the the mirage of the Universal Monsters perfectly lined up behind them. It's yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, dude. It's just, it's amazing. Um, And, like, you know, this, you couldn't get this on DVD for fucking years, man. Like, I was looking for it everywhere. Because, like, um, yeah, when 
Brodie and I got together, it was like, oh my God, have you seen Monster Squad? It's like, no, what, what's Monster Squad? It's like, you love Universal Monsters, you've got to see Monster Squad. I was looking for this everywhere. And eventually, I know it did hit DVD in America. Like, they did a big 20th anniversary two-disc version of it. Oh, wow. Um, or it might have even been a 10th anniversary one. I can't recall. But they did do an anniversary version that's got, like, a shitload of interviews and commentary and cool, stuff like that. Cool. And it's, it's rad. It's so fucking rad. And, um, yeah, I know it has finally hit DVD and Blu-ray over here. Um like in the last couple of years because we tend to buy a bunch of copies of it and give it out to little kids at Halloween. Mm-hmm. That's um, cool. Like in our, our Halloween bags, because it's just like, look, I just, I want to spread the word about this movie. And I just think it's like, it's a perfect Halloween movie for kids. Cause it's like, you know, parents can enjoy it. Little kids can enjoy it. Teenagers yeah. can enjoy it. Like it's not it, too dark. No, well that's it, man. It's, it's not super dark, but it's not, stupidly dumb and funny either. yeah you like, don't you don't feel dumb after watching it you feel no. euphoric and and like yeah. oh that was fun you know you don't, you don't watch it and like walk out of there going oh i can't believe they they did that or they had you know frankenstein like you know fucking getting his balls caught on something or yeah. whatever stupid yeah. shit that they kind of do with a lot of kids movies nowadays like they treat the monsters with respect which i think is like the best thing for like a family horror or a family like horror comedy or horror Agreed. adventure or all the things that Monster Squad is can do is like, no, you treat you treat the bad guys seriously and then you have fun with everything else because it's like, yeah. you know, the stakes are still there. Like the stakes are still there where you like, you can get invested. Like as a kid, man, you can get invested in the kids and be like, oh my God, I hope Dracula doesn't fucking get them and shit like that. Yeah, you know, you can you can really just buy into the world. Mm. Again, it, it's it's the kind of movie that just gives you everything you love about the eighties. It just takes you back to that time: the BMX bikes, the Pepsi, the fu- the fucking Twinkies, the just the the social structure of kids in the eighties. Yeah, dude. You and know, the, the way the monsters photo, play. The instant photo thing and everything. Yeah, dude. Like it was great. There's just dude, there's so much to love. Oh man, and the treehouse. Like I the fucking want that treehouse. Oh, I want God. that treehouse. Like that faulty zombie poster just in all its glory up on the wall. Oh man, right. Like Yeah. He's like you're looking at that treehouse and you're just like, I don't know where to fucking look first. Like there is so much cool shit in here. There's so much like famous monster stuff and yeah. you know, great movie posters and yeah, like I, I love I love their their uh, interview techniques for Rudy to oh, get man, yeah, right. to join like, the yeah. Monster Squad. It was like ah, uh. it's hey. one of my favorite lines. It's like daylight is sunlight, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how many different ways do, can you kill the werewolf? Yeah, no, name two ways to kill the werewolf. Uh, yeah, I thought that was great, and and I love how he answered the first with silver bullets, and then, then yeah. they were all going um and an hour and going uh, a car. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, setting my fire. <laughs> it was like trick question, but dude, yeah. that was like stuff like that was perfect writing for just the playfulness of of the age group of those kids. Um, Man, that's that's what I was literally going to say. Is one of the great things about this movie is that like the kids sound like kids, or at least yeah. what kids sounded like exactly. in the eighties when I exactly. was like, yeah, they sound like kids. Like that was the great thing about it. Like because if you grew up in that era, it's like 
they sounded and talked exactly like you and your friends. Like, yeah, yeah they did swear every now and then. They did like, you know, yeah, like it was just so well, well written, just such great dialogue. Yeah, it was, it was great. And I'm glad that it's, it's stayed where it stayed. There's been no horrific reboots or anything like that since. It's just one of the movies that just stays as a, just an all-time cult classic. And yeah, man. And stayed. I know, I know everyone talks about like every now and then everyone, like there'll be some sort of little online, like, oh, they should reboot the Monster Squad, but do no. it with like slashes, like Freddy and Jason and stuff like that. I'm like, no, like, don't do that. Like, you can't, you can't do that with. It those was just characters. the right movie like, for the right time, man. Just leave it there. Yeah, man. Like it works great with the Universal monsters because, mm. but it's like, and it just, I, I mean, I really feel like, look, I don't want to see the Monster Squad with Freddy, Jason, Pinhead, Michael, Chucky, whatever. Because well, like those characters kinda, are fairly serious. Yeah, we kind of saw that with Freddy versus Jason, and well, exactly. I think that's enough. <laughs> don't don't go any further than that just leave it there yeah yeah um, exactly and i mean it's like you know i just i don't want to like i don't think those characters would work with like the the structure and plot of the monster squad without really dumbing them down exactly you know like yeah and i just uh, i don't feel like you can do it with dracula and everyone else because it's like you know they're scary enough to be scary but not so scary because it looks like you know freddy etc are way way more violent than you know dracula and frankenstein well at the end of the day you've got these kids that are just such devout beloved you know passionate fans of of the classic monsters famous monsters magazine everywhere all that sort of shit and now you've got them facing against the monsters they love they grew up with that's that's the interesting twist for me. I was just Absolutely. like, wow. Um, and, Absolutely, and I love it. I love the way they prepare for battle. Like that was great. Oh the, yeah, uh, like I love, Rudy. I love like Rudy. Again, man, that was something everyone did in shop class. Was like, yeah, you know, you're like making throwing stars or like sharpening shit up, and it's like, but I I got to ask, like, what shop class in? I suppose it is in America. But, like, what shop class has the fixings to make bullets I in a know, high right? school? Like... I was... <laughs> again, again, this movie is so unbelievable that it's believable. So yeah. you just kind of roll with it. You go, oh, that's it. But I love the nods to the realism, but then they just sprinkle it with un- unrealistic yeah, yeah. shit. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's so great, man. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I love him stealing the bow and arrow and shit like that as well. That was like, good. You know, it was good. He does a little Indiana Jones finger rub just before he does it. Like, Yeah, that was good. That was good. I liked all that. Those little nods are great. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I love – there's so much to love about it. And, um, yeah, I, I love the fact that da, um, Dave Fostino's brother's in it, Michael Fostino. So that was oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I was like, oh, wow, this is gold, man. So, yeah, there's the, a lot to the, love. The bully that's picking on um, Eugene yeah, one star one is the kid from the Wonder Years. Yeah, that was gold, man. That was gold. I loved all I mean, that. I just, dude, Rudy's intro is just fucking art, dude, man. Like, just the the flicking of the, uh, you know, striking the match on his boot heel to light yeah, up his cigarette. Comes screaming dude. on his BMX, does yeah. his head, like... You know, and you know, it's like eat it, and we'll call yeah. it even. <laughs> yeah, like... that was um, 
yeah, that, that, that just really introduced Rudy beautifully, masterfully as like, if Fonz was a teenage kid, he'd be Rudy. Yeah, pretty much, man. And I, I love, I love like all the mystique that the kids have around him. Like, I hear he killed someone. Yeah. Like that. And it's just like, oh my god! You're just look, looking at him like this kid's all of like what, maybe fourteen? Like, yeah, right. Totally, man. Totally. It's no, just I mean, so brilliant. I mean, in closing, I, I got to say, dude, it was uh, that beautiful finale with. Uh, Van Helsing reappearing at the end of the vortex with a big thumbs up to the kids. It was yeah. kind of like that Mentos moment. Uh, oh <laughs> man, yeah. right? Absolutely. It was just like it was just fucking bang, chef's kiss. Just yeah. like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was just such a great ending and just like such a fun like. And I'm I'm hesitant to use wholesome like as a good thing because usually it's, it's like got shades of wholesome that's the thing it's like usually for me it's like if someone's if something's like you know wholesome and family friendly like it's the kiss of death i'm just like i will avoid this at all costs yes because like yes that is not my jam but with no. monster squad it so is it's just such a great fun fucking movie Agreed. that like yeah you can't help but love it no and and it's great i mean if anyone hasn't seen it just shut up and watch it, man. It's fucking great. And yeah, seriously, and, um, like it's it's guys, it is like fucking seven bucks at JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. Like, I, and I yeah. haven't seen it yet, but I really want to see uh, old mates Wolfman's Got Nards documentary. Yeah, the Doco man. I really am. I haven't seen it yet either. I'm dead keen to watch it though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon that'll be a ball of fun. Oh, dude, absolutely. Because like. Um, and I know the guys that produced it like have done some really great other big docos. I think they may have done like the big three hour Fright Night one that I've got. Sweet. And dude, they're so comprehensive and amazing. Um, and I like the the doco that's on my DVD is pretty pretty comprehensive and pretty good, but it would be nowhere near as good as this as Wolfman's Got Nards would be. Like, yeah. just that title alone, man. Just you know, it's going to be a fun ride. Oh yeah, so, dude, totally right. Like, yeah, and it's just, it just. It, I remember just watching that movie, just thinking to myself, if I was a twelve-year-old kid starring in a movie like this, playing around in these sets, facing these Hollywood monsters, life would be like. If my life ended the next day, I'd be pretty stoked. You do, yeah. You'd just be so happy. You'd just be like, mm. I. It's not going to get any better than this. Like, it would just be such a blast. Like. I mean, yeah, man, like, you know, getting to get, like, you know, oh, I have to go to work and hang out in this clubhouse in a tree that's absolutely awesome and packed with all this monster memorabilia. Yeah. You'd just be like, fuck, can I take this home when we're done, guys? Like, yeah. I just kind of want to live there. There's just so much cool stuff to love about it, the clubhouses and everything, but all the, the little social commentaries, like towards the end when they've, they've got to recite the the passage to open the portal and yeah. uh, the reveal is that the girl isn't a virgin. <laughs> I just thought that was, that was brilliant. The thing that cracked me up about that is like, I, 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 I always watched it and I'm just like, um, does it have to be a girl that says this incantation? Yeah. Cause Apparently I'm pretty sure none of the kids in the monster squad have ever gotten laid. Yeah. Like, yeah um, was, so um, like, you know, yeah, you could literally fun. just like, go fucking hey rudy or sean come over here and read this yeah yeah it it could work just as effectively but man what a great movie 
just yeah, um, yeah. So so fantastic. Like you say, seven bucks at JB. Fucking just do it, man. Yeah, get nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. Sit back, yeah. Popcorn or whatever you need, and just get ready to smile and laugh. Yeah, seriously. Like it is just such a great. Like man, spring for the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray at JB, I think, is only like fucking twelve bucks. Like yeah, but it's, it's such dude. It's such a great like popcorn pizza. You know, have some friends over, throw it on, like just hang around the couch and just have a blast. Like yeah, I, I mean I to me, to me, it's a, it's a great time walk to the eighties. I can't agree I, with you more. Absolutely, like absolutely. I I honestly feel like. Um, you know how it's like a lot of people are like you know oh this reminds me of the eighties. Like, if I had to pick a film that reminded me of what it was like to be a kid in the eighties, or that I felt was like an accurate representation of being a kid in the eighties, it would be this movie for me. Like, yeah, I, I would I would go that far too, man. Like, the like fact that... I've never fought monsters, but like I have hung out with friends and talked shit about stuff we were into, and yeah, you know, dude. like had a crush like on they, shit that like live next door and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, the way they talk about comic books and, and movie yeah. monster magazines and all that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, that was, that was me to a T dude. Yeah. And, dude, uh, same. Like, you know, not being interested in like science and shit. Cause you're like busy drawing spider with human head. Yeah. Like, exactly. That know. was awesome, man. Like shit yeah. like that. That's, that's childhood right there. And dude. you know, I think, I think uh, anyone out there would get a kick out of this film. Oh man, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, good but, time. Um, I mean, yeah, like the soundtrack's great, but um, yeah, hey, soundtrack's great. Music-wise, what are you listening to? Um, I've been in podcast heaven of late, but I did listen to the new Corn album and went, "Oh my god, this is good." It's good. I yeah, I, I dug it, man. It's it's a rad rad album. John and the boys have delivered, um, you know, like you can say what you want about corn, but it's like, they're constantly evolving. This album yeah. is mature. Uh, you know, it's still got a lot, a lot of that abrasive quality that we love about corn, but yeah. it's, it's masterfully put together. I think, um, it's a step forward for the band. I, I yeah, rad. I'm, I'm very happy with Re- Requiem. It's a rad album. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I, Man, I've gone back and listened to it two or three times, so it, it's oh, definitely right, a good man, one. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, got, I got I got to get on it because I've been, I've been wanting to, and I've heard good things about it. But um, and man, I fucking love corn. Like I absolutely adore them. Like yeah, dude. Great. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I mean, corn's always a fun ride, dude. Like any album they've put out, you whether it bombs or or it rocks, it's it's corn. It's fun. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, shout out. Shout out to my mate Matt Carp also who put out a really good book about corn. Um, he's a UK author that helped me get Final Fury out there. And um, he, I don't know if you know this, but put out a book of, about new metal, but he's recently put out a book about corn. Oh, and, cool. Um, yeah, it's available. It's, you, you can find it easy enough. It's corn, uh, the corn encyclopedia basically. And he just goes through every track of every album, even the fucking Night of My Mind uh, demo that they did pre first album. Which oh wow, is that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, man. Dude. Like to me, to me, Corn have never had a bad album. There have been no. albums that like there there have been albums that I have liked less than other albums. Mm-hmm. But 
they've never had a bad album. They have consistently been good. And there's always exactly. like, even if I'm not super into the album as an entirety, there is always one or two tracks that I absolutely love. And like, the, the, yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with you. And like, I found that with Requiem, there's, you know, uh, the, the opening track Forsaken, uh, sorry. Um, the opening track is just fucking just killer dude. Like, um, yeah, it just starts off so strong. Um, there's just so many good elements of everything we love about corn in there. And, um, it just, yeah, I mean the, the first track forgotten is just, it starts off the way you want a corn album to start off and yeah. it just flows beautifully. Even the last track, uh, worst is on its way is a great closing track. So yeah, yeah there's, cool. there's a lot to love about it. Yeah. Noise. What about you? What are you listening to? Um, I'm all over the shop at the moment. Like, I'm really looking forward to Ghost's new album dropping. Um, okay. I'm really looking forward to the new Coheed dropping. But at the moment, I go through these weird phases. Um, like, I've been listening to a lot of, like, I've been listening to Rob Flynn's No Fucking Regrets podcast. Great podcast. Um, and having, having a lot of fun with that. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I go through these weird phases every year or so where I'll just get on a massive kick for like certain artists and just listen to them like pretty much nonstop. And the last few weeks it's been the tea party. Nice. Richard Marks. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know. Right. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. I like and Megadeth. Like, which is a really dude, eclectic a... selection, but yeah. But you know what? People can say whatever they want, but I think that's diversity in it in its grandeur it's beautiful like uh yeah it's it's been a really eclectic mix but it's just like i just i've just been on a massive kick where it's just like i like that i've I've got all these guys like i'm gonna listen to every single album like from woe to go like over the next you know however many nights at work and stuff like that cool so yeah that's that's, that's what it's been i I don't um, know why but what you just said just triggered something that i found just scrolling through trying to find interesting shows to watch um, there's a music box series documentary and it's all about, um, I think it's like, it sums it up as the laughable world of Kenny G. Like <laughs> the world's morbid fascinating fascination with Kenny G. And I'm like, I want to watch this as much as I don't want to watch this. Like, yeah. It's like Kenny G is just, there's love him or hate him. Everyone knows Kenny G. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't really, uh, that's the thing. I don't really feel one way about Kenny G or the no, other. Man, same. I'm just like, same. you're there. You're really not my thing. I probably not going to listen to you, but I don't care enough to hate you. Like, I'm glad that you're out there doing your thing and you clearly enjoy doing it. It's been successful yeah. for you. Like, God bless, but not for me, dude. Like, nah, I'll tell you what, but. <laughs> I will put a link in the description for this for this episode. Um, there is a classic, I don't know if you've seen it yet, a classic rap battle between Kenny G and Richard Marks. I have seen that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, good. I have seen that. So I good. Do, I, look, I I am unapologetically a massive Richard Marks fan. Like I dude, he's great. Was, great voice, great of, songwriter. Dude, one of the first albums I ever got. Like the first three albums I ever brought for myself were the Lost Boys soundtrack. Uh, his self-titled first album and Repeat Offender, his second album. God. And um, I did, I just, yeah, I, for me, I think the thing for me with Richard Marks is like, 
his music, especially like his um his eighties output, it feels really cinematic. It's kind of like I'm not just at work. I'm at work and someone is filming the epic downfall of my life while this place sucks my soul out. And, you know, I'm giving far away looks and shit. <laughs> and Richard Marx is the fucking soundtrack to that shit. And I love it. It's beautiful. Like, I, I can't that, explain though. it, but, you know, it's like well, Endless Summer Nights is the song for the end of every date that you've ever had. Should have like, known better. Because I'll like, be right here waiting. <laughs> yeah, like it's just, it is just like the most epic music to narrate your life to. Like, if someone ever gets sad and desperate enough, or I get famous enough, then one gives a fuck to make a movie about my life, get that motherfucker on the soundtrack because, like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I want that. I want that kind of epic cheese in my life because my life is all about epic cheese. Oh man, look, I feel like <laughs> ne- next episode we have to touch on Michael Bolton. Um, and just go there. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 got we got to dig into the bolt head. Yeah, let's do it. But um, man, uh, I think I think we've covered everything for this episode. I think we have. Dude. I think we've we've uh, satisfied our our soul food beautifully, and it's been a rad episode. It has episode number but, three. But they Woo! always are number three down. And, yeah, baby. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we should uh, do a thing. It's like, you know, if anyone wants to find us on the interwebs, uh, where we are and all that sort of stuff, so people can track yes. us down. Watch this space because we're going to we're gonna have a, a Facebook page and an Instagram page and all that sort of shit. We'll do, we'll do a rad page. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, Shall yeah, we do we're, it? We're going to yeah, have coming up and, you know, we're going to be we're gonna doing some stuff later and possibly yep. some giveaways. And uh, yep. in the meantime, I am on Twitter at, uh, does movie stuff is my handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise nice. known as Jake should be writing, mm-hmm. and I'm on Instagram as writer director Jake. I believe I can't remember, but yeah, you can find me on there and uh, yeah, shit posting and doing all sorts of stuff and whatnot. I love it, man. And it's there's a lot of cat pictures. Yeah, and and we're already I love cat pictures, but we're also getting a lot of love already from people of what we should have coming up. So I think. Yeah, we're off to a good start. We're in a good place. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah why stop there? So uh, yeah, I big 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 thanks to everyone that I did yeah. an Instagram poll a couple of weeks back for mm-hmm. what people would like to see us cover, and yeah, there was a huge response to it, which was really really cool to see. Yeah, it's awesome, man. So I yeah, kudos to everyone, man. Like, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this. You don't have to, but the fact that you do is freaking rad. Yes, and, very uh, much. Yeah, there's there's a lot of rad stuff on the horizon coming up. So yeah, yeah, cool, man. So till radness. Yeah, man. So till next time, man. Stay right, stay rad, Mister Jake. Yes, yes, absolutely, my brother. Keep your unit on you, as they say. Absolutely, absolutely, man. (laughs) And uh, yeah, thanks for another great episode. Indeed, bro. We will talk soon. Yeah, catch you nars later. See you later, man. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. And that was episode three of Rad. How rad was that? Always a good time between Jake and me, having a bit of fun, getting rad and stuff. Uh, Look, this show is constantly evolving. Things are happening. So uh, you can find us easy enough on the socials. Uh, Any feedback is warmly welcomed. And even the bad stuff is warmly welcomed. Uh, 
Rad is not a dirty word. Let me tell you that now. We're bringing Rad back strong. Thank you to the naysayers out there that think otherwise. Uh, we're proving you wrong. So, uh, yeah, dude. Tune in for next week's awesome Rad episode four. Who knows what we'll be talking about, but no doubt it's going to be rad. So, uh, till next time, keep it rad, people, and we'll keep it rad ourselves. <laughs> rad you later. In the nads!